Hey everyone and welcome back. We're really excited to be joined today by Florian Wagner. He's actually joining us from Berlin, Germany, which is awesome. We're actually been really surprised with the international interest in Open House up to this point. Uh, you may not know this, Florian, I don't think I mentioned this, but um, about like 50% of kind of our initial Open House Pro beta testers for us have been from outside the US. So it's been really fun to meet people from across the world. Florian's obviously joining us from Berlin. Uh, he uh, is from Mesh Images. They do a variety of 3D uh, tour and, and different 3D services that he's gonna tell us about. And then just kind of get into his background, experience with Matterport, his opinions about the Pro 3, what he's excited about uh, in Matterport's future, and um, we're just really thankful for, for Florian joining us on his, uh, on his Friday evening over there. Um, Florian, how are you? And feel free to kind of in introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks, Carson. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. It's 8 p.m. here, <laughs> so we have a small uh, time shift. Yeah, my background. Well, I'm 48 years old, so there's quite a lot to tell. Uh, I could probably talk two hours, but I, would, I will try to make this short. I was born and raised in Germany, in Munich, and then studied business administration in Frankfurt, Germany. And then I started my professional career in the end of the year 1999 in the broadcast and media business in one of the largest media groups here in Germany called the Kirch Group. Uh, you called it maybe in the, you pronounced it Kirch Group in the United States. And this was right at the beginning of the rising of the dot-com bubble. The older listeners may remember this. And uh, yeah, the media, this media group became famous for having one of the largest film libraries and archives in the world. Uh, but it was also active in different fields like TV, sports, entertainment, and technology. And I was assistant to one of the members of the board group of directors, Mr. Carl Maute. And if he can hear this, I would like to say hello and thanks for everything you taught me. And <laughs> our office, yeah, our office was responsible for the group administration and all technical operations within the group, which was basically the end-to-end -end workflow from uh, production to post-production to content encryption to playout center to receivers. And it was a large group with about 10 people, 10,000 people working there. And in our technical division, there were about 2,500 people directly working within the group. And uh, this is how I came into the field of media and technology. And then something happened. It then came 9-11 came and the dot-com bubble bursted and our group came into trouble and had to file for insolvency in 2002. And after this insolvency uh, of the group, I started to work for the insolvency lawyer of this group and his team for the uh, following next five years. And we did the restructuring of companies and I supported the sales processes of all these assets within the group. And then uh, the end of 2006, I took the chance to make a management buyout of some of the leftovers, which was basically uh, the technical operations around the huge film archive. And this film archive carried about 2 million unique physical media assets, 
all unique, hundreds of media types and formats. And our small company, I think we had about 20 people, we were specialized in the physical archiving and remastering and logistics of film and video and audio material. And we had the know-how and all these old machines to digitally remaster historical film tape and audio material, mainly movies and series. Uh, and some of them originated from the 1920s of the last century until the 90s of the last century. So this was really a very special field. And our small uh, the, and the content master itself it was uh, it was stored on a special tape material called HDCam SR. And this special tape material was able to store these huge amounts of data. I mean, we are in the year 2007 or eight now. And the, the digitizing of film with 25 frames per, per image was huge amounts of data. And these tapes were made to store this. And, uh, and uh, the, the whole logistic went with these tapes. And, uh, and then came another incident in, uh, which changed everything. And this was the Fukushima incident in 2011, the tsunami over the Japan destroyed all the factories over there, which manufactured these tapes. And from one day to the other, there was no tape supply anymore worldwide. And the whole broadcast industry had to change the workflow to file-based workflows. And this radical change caused trouble in our company as we were heavily invested in the tape-based and uh, machines. And uh, so it was time for me to make another change. Um, I, I founded a family and bought an apartment in Berlin and, and moved to Berlin end of 2013. And I had some money on the bank and uh, I decided to take a break after all this and think. And, uh, and I found out that I wanted to make something more future oriented. I wanted to go somewhere where the sun is shining. Uh, seek a prosperous business perspective in a growing new market. And I knew this new market had to be somewhere in the online business. And then in 2014, during my break, I bought an Oculus DK2, the early VR headset development kit. And this immersive media experience had blown me away. I was so impressed by the VR uh, 360 immersive experience that I decided to go into this direction. And uh, I listened to all the talks of John Carmack and I tried to learn and understand. And uh, from Carmack, I've learned that VR and the new media will be more about 3D than 360. And so I started to dive into 3D and I did some research online and in 2015 then, after the one-year break, I founded my digital production studio and I named it Mesh Images. So <laughs> the initial concept for Mesh Images was to be a digital production studio for VR content because mm. after my experience with the DK2, I was assuming that the market for VR content would go through the roof. Um, and at first I tried to sell uh, productions to German TV stations, but this was difficult without a proven record and without reputation or without any of your own VR content in your hands. And well, this is how I came to Matterport. Um, this is how, uh, yeah, I, 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 I identified it. Yeah? 
and I, I saw that Matterport had all the assets and abilities that I was looking for. Uh, Matterport is a capturing system for 360 images combined with a perfect 3D replica of the, of the space. And all assets are captured in one process and in mm -hmm. one system. So it was just perfect for me. And I decided to take the risk and buy a Matterport camera to produce some VR content. <laughs> so this was my original intention. And yeah, normally it's better to sell first and then go into the investment, but this time I decided to take the risk. And in September 2015, I ordered my Matterport Pro 1. And at that time I was probably, uh, well, one of the first Matterport users in Germany. And then I started to produce some content with the Matterport. <laughs> and what I did was I extracted the assets, the 4K panels, and uh, and also the OBJ, and uh, I created some VR content with these assets, and I showed this VR content to potential clients in the VR headset. And these productions were basically just uh, 360 panorama slideshows, and then one experience you could walk through in Matterport OBJ, uh, which was which we created with Unity. It was all very simple, uh, but people. Uh, who watched this weren't so much so so interested in the VR experience, but they were very interested in the Matterport showcase itself, and uh, especially on mobile phones. This is what uh, the Matterport showcase on mobile phones was the breakthrough. People said this is the right thing that we need, and so I focused more on Matterport itself and decided to make Matterport tours. And I contacted first clients of mine, which were all in Munich. I was already living in Berlin, as I'm now, but my first contacts were in Munich. And uh, so, yeah, this is how I came into Matterport. And uh, that, was that is it. awesome. Yeah. Well, ho hopefully we hope, you know, history doesn't keep repeating itself or some existential, you know, catastrophe knocks Matterport out and we have to switch careers again. But uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I hope yeah. not. No, no, no I, I, I'm, I'm really very, very confident that Metaport is on a very good track now. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Well, thank you so much for sharing that background. That's such an awesome, awesome story about how you came to be where you're at now. And with that first client that you said is from Munich, what, what kind of client were they? Were they in the real estate? What? You know what? No, no, no. Space it was, was your completely first different. First... This was a, this was a, uh, the the Messe München. This is the the trade show location in Munich. And in 2016, I had my first large metal project, Matterport project there. And this was the convention center for Messe mm. München, the ICM. And in 2016, this was really big. It had 25,000 square meters, which is about 250,000 uh, square feet, I think. And with a foyer space of 8,000 square meters, 80,000 uh, square feet. And we captured the whole space with our Pro 2 camera, but without fast scanning. So one scan took us one minute and the whole job took us uh, two weeks of continuous scanning, sometimes 14 hours one a day. But it turned out oh to be my a God. very, very cool project. Yeah. And for that, that is that yeah. a big effort to, to yeah. do that. <laughs> I can't imagine. 
Yeah, my, my, my feet hurt. Actually, it was really hard. It was a tough job. And, and one, one of the special things is about this job is that one of the spaces was later picked by Matterport uh, for the Matterport demo material. Uh, this mm. was this uh, matter uh, for the Matterpack demo material. This was the, the, the Matterpack that everybody could download. And then in the second step, uh, the Messe München asked me how much it would be to capture the whole exhibition area, which measured more than 2 million square feet or 200,000 square meters. Well, and I showed them my calculation and they decided not to do it. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was really expensive. I mean, uh, you couldn't afford it. But Messe München continued the cooperation with me, but more in the 3D space. We did modeling, rendering, 360 capturing, and so on. And I diversified my business a little bit into the 3D and 360 space. But I also continued Matterporting. And in the meantime, I also acquired some customers here in Berlin. Most of them were property agents, uh, almost all of them for residential, which was the easy case. And uh, this were some of the big players here in Germany. Uh, Engel and Focus, maybe also known over, over, over the, uh, your location in the United States, and mm -hmm. German heroes like Dollar and Content and so on. And this went good until Metaport started to talk and sell directly to my customers <laughs> or to these large groups as they do today. And this was then also the time when, when Matterport changed the business model and raised prices. And I think this was in 2019. And I lost some of my loyalty and trust in Matterport these days, I must confess. Mm. And then came the pandemic. And in the last two years, I was focusing more on 3D and on self-hosted experience, mainly in, in made with 3D Vista. And I decided to dive more into e-commerce with Shopify. And I dived into all the digital marketing processes that I've learned with Shopify. Shopify is a fantastic system. It's really impressive. And I've, I've learned a lot from that. And uh, in the last two years, I've, I've also learned a lot about communication tools, about analytics, about photogrammetry, and also augmented reality. And I work with a couple of freelancers, and we built this know-how. And we are now integrating this also into our Metaport showcases. And there's another thing that I've learned in the last two years during the pandemic. I've learned to consequently think from the user and from the customer perspective. I've learned to start from why. Why should anybody buy my virtual tour? And this helps a lot. Uh, and this thinking is how I came back to Metaport because Metaport does the same thing. And, and, and now I'm really bullish about Matterport. I've, I've joined the RCE network uh, over at, in the United States, the Reality Capture Experts Network, and I'm now making a bet again on Matterport. Yeah. That's awesome. That's way cool. So with Mesh Images, what would you say, um, What? how is your business kind of split up right now? Like what, your time, is it spent, you know, are you guys doing a lot of Matterport stuff now? Or what? how does kind of your your current personal time and, and business time with Mesh Images um, split between kind of these different categories of, of work that y'all do. Yeah, the German market is a little bit different um, because at Metaport it's, it's not so easy to sell over here because it's hosted in the United States and we, in, the, in the EU we have this, in the Euro, European Union, we have this, uh, this privacy and, and, and data uh, restrictions. and. Uh, 
many of the corporate clients are not allowed to use Matterport. So this is where you need self-hosted solutions because they, they have restrictions. They cannot host their data in the USA. And thus, I cannot scan a BMW factory space, for example, because there is restrictions that they cannot host the data in the USA. So this is, uh, this is kind of difficult, but I think Matterport... Have you, sorry, to, sorry to cut you off. Have you spoken with Matterport about that issue? Like, what's, what have they... I think they, they know it uh, themselves, um, but, and, and, and now they are, they are listed on the stock market, and they, I think they will also change. And there's, there's, there's talks between the European Union and the United States about how to find a way to, to, to get along with this. But uh, I think we are waiting for five years now that these discussions come to a result. And, uh, to result. and, uh, and yeah, it, just, it takes an awful lot of time. And yeah, this is this, this privacy restrictions and hosting restrictions and data protection and so on. This is, is a bit difficult in, 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 in Europe and especially uh, in Germany. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I think you can use Matterport in many, many use cases. Uh, I, I think in, in, the, in the real estate, in, in construction, AEC is a, a huge market. And the other huge market that's quite ahead in front of us is, is retail. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that retail will jump on the Matterport train because uh, Matterport enables them to, to open 24 uh, seven. Their, their space, their, 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 this is the their, their showroom, yeah? the their flagship store. Yeah? And you can open it 24 seven with a Matterport tour. And this is something that that store owners will will do. I I think I, I think retail retail will will be coming. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And I think one of the benefits of of retail is with AR, you know, you can like preview an object in your space, which has a ton of value. Sometimes those AR models aren't the most high quality, or the coloring's a little off. Um, but I think what's cool about like a, a virtual showroom is it kind of helps provide more context of a product, you know, and like what that product, like what size it is compared to other objects in a space, what it looks like from all the way around. Um, and then also just kind of provides a, you know, the flat e-commerce website is not really a replication of a retail experience. And so being able to actually have retail experiences online in a way that's kind of immersive and feels like you're going to a store. Um, I think, you know, as, as Matterport continues to improve, as us at Open House, like continue to build better e-commerce solutions. And then just as, you know, VR and these 3D experiences become more acceptable or um, kind of expected, I think you're right. I think we'll see retail um, really get get the point. Because I think up to, up to this point, there's just been a lot of these different things that have held stores back from wanting to really embrace Matterport. Yeah, I, I think so too. The, 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 always the same grid in online stores. I think this doesn't, this, this is currently selling, but this is not a product experience. And you can add more information in the 360 space. You can add a video 
and explain things and, and push people to the buying decisions much better than in a, an online store layout. I think mm -hmm. uh, this, is, this is one of the chances that we have with immersive experiences in retail to, 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 to drive customer interest and to tell, them to, to, to tell them things and to teach them about the product to make them buy it in the end. Yeah, yeah definitely. So we talked about different things that have you excited about Matterport again. Um, one of the things that has been big news in the Matterport and 3D space is obviously the announcement of the Matterport Pro 3 camera. Um, what's kind of your just initial reaction? Are you getting a Pro 3 camera? What are you excited about? What are you disappointed in? Like, What's your, what's your initial reaction to the, the Pro 3 um, Matterport camera? Well, the Pro 3 is a completely new camera, and I think you need to buy one to stay in the business. You cannot compete uh, without the Pro 3. I mean, the Pro 3 comes with outdoor capture. It comes with the LiDAR for high ceilings, uh, for much, much bigger spaces. And it has this wonderful uh, new optic uh, one-inch uh, sensor and, and, and powerful single lens, which will also eliminate some problems of the old Pro 2 with these uh, carved-out image effects. And uh, yeah, I think this, and it has the exchangeable batteries as well. So in, in theory, you can let your camera roll 24-7 without, uh, charging it again. Yeah? I think these are all advantages and you cannot compete uh, without having a Pro 3. But the even bigger announcement for me this week was the release of the new Matterport cloud. And they changed something. They changed from this 50K polygon limitation from the download of a space to the streaming of a space. And now you can create uh, spaces of almost unlimited size, as they write. And so this is, I think, this is the step into the metaverse. And this is, this is why you, you will need uh, Metaport Pro 3 and uh, to, 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 to build these huge experiences. I mean, now with a Metaport Pro 3, we can scan an IKEA. <laughs> this was not possible with the Pro 2, or with the limitations of the of the 50k poly, polygon mesh. It was impossible. You had so many objects in there, you couldn't scan uh, an IKEA with about 200,000 or 250,000 square feet uh, in one model. But now it will be possible, and this will change a lot of things. So, and this will open new possibilities for for Matterport and also for Open House. Yeah. I agree with just both of those things combined. I just think that just your perception of what's possible to capture really is just totally changed. I mean, you can, you can capture, you know, more like city blocks. I, th I think some of the, the, the spaces they, they showed was like basically like a city block or like a, a large building with multiple floors and, um, you know, the external, you know, entire, um, block area outside. And I just think, I think you're right. Our, our perception of like what we can create are, are, you know, some of our business to business clients that we're working with have these like large properties that before we were thinking, okay, yeah, we'll just like make separate tours of all these different spaces on their property. But now it like really becomes possible one, just from like a logistical scanning perspective that you can actually 
scan that place in a consistent and quick enough way, but then also have the ability to even load and you know stream and view that space. Uh, it's it's really exciting for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. too that the other point I think for for someone that's just kind of doing because I think a lot of the the negative feedback I've heard about the Pro Three is that um, basically a lot of Matterport service providers they. Um, are doing a lot of just residential scanning. So most of their business is just scanning for like real estate listings. Um, but to me, if I were in their shoes, like I think that the time, the scanning time between like new, you know, iPhone and um, new iPhone chips, first of all, plus um, this new Pro 3 camera, I think the time to even scan a residential space should be cut down significantly as well. That, um, anyways. We're we're excited about it for for all different types of reasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the Pro Three can be a breakthrough, and the pricing is okay. I mean, it's six thousand dollars. You need some more packs, or six thousand five hundred or something. I think six thousand uh, with with the extra batteries. Yeah, and and I think mm-hmm. it's 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 if you buy it, you will have this new Matterport moment, or you have this Matterport moment again, you will be invited to scan something just to show this camera and how it works and how the dollhouse looks and, and what you can do with it and, and to compare the image quality with the new one-inch sensor lens, which is much, much better. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, for, yeah, and for us in retail, I, I want to focus on retail. We, we will have these night scans when it's really dark and sometimes uh, also outside and inside, and uh, thinking of windows, shopping windows, etc. And uh, yeah, this will be great with a, with a, with a new camera. Yeah, definitely. Have you, have you ordered yours yet? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. We actually yeah. we did order ours. We, we it's funny you say that because we when the announcement came out, we were like, oh, let's order this right now, and then we kind of got distracted and then like three days later we were like wait we got to order this because obviously i mean they may have limited inventory you know so we actually finally did order ours but it's funny you say you haven't because we kind of spaced ordering ours as well (laughs) yeah 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 i I need one so probably this weekend i will also order it (laughs) yeah Definitely. So, well, Florian, we're definitely going to have to do another call soon. Um, we got through like half of what um, we planned on, but um, we'll definitely do another call soon. I'd love to hear kind of, we talked a lot about just Matterport in general, obviously with Open House and other SDK partners, we're building things on top of Matterport. And I'd love to, to talk again, you know, in the next few weeks about um your perspective on SDK partners and like what that means for the future of Matterport. So we'll have to save that for another time. I could talk to you all day. I'm sure we're going to have more conversations. Yeah, this would be great. Thanks. Thanks, Carson. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Again, thank you, um, Florian from Mesh Images. You can learn more about Mesh Images at meshimages.com. Is that correct? Correct. Awesome. And um, anyways, that concludes our, our chat for today and we will see you all next time.